0: Good morning, City Life Church. Good morning, City Lifers, visitors, friends, families, whoever you are. We're glad that you're here to worship Jesus Christ with us this morning. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Pedro Reese, and I is my privilege to be the lead pastor here at City Life. And I just want to welcome all of you. Thank you for joining us, for exploring faith with us, for taking this journey with us. We know that for some it's really not easy, and it's very new. And so let's start off today. Today Today's a special Sunday for us. So let's start off with just going right forward. We're going to start off with this illustration. I don't know if this is true with you, but in my adult life, I have purchased two cars. So shout out to my parents who bought me my first car, Don Diego. Beautiful Jetta. Had it for 10 years. Loved it very much. Thank you, Mom and Dad. You definitely have my street rep in high school and in college. So thank you very much. Uh, but as an adult, I've p- purchased two cars, me and my wife. We're like, okay, we need a new car. We need it, we need it. Like this old one isn't, is breaking down. It's just time. And both times I go into this like a research mode. The re- researching the car is my, like, do not count on me to negotiate a price because I will get pushed into the first hideous car that I don't even want. And so that's that, the negotiation, that's Ann's job. But the research, that's on me. I'm like, okay, which car do we want? Which car like is really calling my name? And so I start this research period, and uh, I'm not a good researcher like Mark Anthony. Man, if you want some help with researching something, call Mark Anthony, contract him because he's the one that you want. But uh, I go, and there's this point in my search where I, like my heart and my head hit line up, and I'm like, that's the one. That's the one we need to get it. Like we need, we need to just hunt for the best deal we can on this car, because this is the one. And, and at that point, I like I'm driving or I'm walking, I'm going through life, something so funny happens. Every time I'm like, I, everywhere I go, I see that car. It's like, at times, it feels like that car is chasing me. Like, the spirit of that car wants me to buy it. It's making sure that it is noticed that I'm going to get it. And it follows me everywhere. I Like, I'm not even looking for it, but it's like, oh, bam, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> There's another one. Like, right now, me and my wife, we have a Honda Accord. And it's, see, I, like, walk and it seems like 75% of all the cars in existence are Hondas cuz i just see them everywhere and at some point i'm always like man like is this car following me or has it been here this whole time like is it has it been around me chasing me this whole time and i just have never known and where i used to be like really uninterested or unconnected or had no like reason to look at it, to see it before all of a sudden it's everywhere and it's i can't ignore it and we start there because that is exactly what living with the Holy Spirit is like at times. Like we talk, remember in our Ephesians, like we, we, living without, the, without being in Christ is like this living dead, right? But for the over 4 billion people in this world who do not confess Jesus as Lord, like they're, they're alive, right? They wake up, they go to sleep, they have jobs, they have friends, they, like, they're, they wake up and they go to sleep and wake up and they go to sleep and life continues. right? Just like all of us. And then, when we meet Christ, when we actually hear Him calling our name, when we actually experience the Holy Spirit, for some Christians, it's at like the moment of conversion, they get the Holy Spirit and like they get it. And then for other Christians, and for some sad reason, it takes years or weeks or decades. Or like, they never get it on this side of eternity, but living with the Holy Spirit. And when we find Him, we, we realize that He is in everything. That He is everywhere. Just like the Honda Accords that chase me down the street, the Holy Spirit has been in every part of my life, powering everything that's... So big, all of the life impossibilities that he's managed to put off and also all of the little details that like he empowered and worked out so perfectly that the Holy Spirit has been behind that he's been the one giving me every good thing that I've ever received in my entire life. He's been there all around. He's in everything. He circles me. The scripture says, even if I make my bed down in the depths, you're there. Even if I go to the heights, you're there. You're everything, Lord. Your Spirit is just everywhere. And so, Lord, like, how do we connect to Your Holy Spirit? Today's all about the fact that the life that Christ meant for His church is a life filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's because all of life is meant to be lived with the Holy Spirit. All of the mundane, everything that we would call ordinary or plain or boring, and all of the special and the supernatural, all of it was meant for us to live with the Holy Spirit, empowered by this Spirit that Jesus sent, that Jesus left to send the world. And so today is a special Sunday. I even have my puppy shirt on. This is my like, okay, it's serious, let's get this uh, shirt to wear when I'm preaching because it's our alpha beta weekend our MCs have been going through the alpha program and at this point in the alpha program normally we'd have a uh, in a non-covid world we would go out and we would retreat and we would give the holy spirit all the whole weekend and we would just like dive in into his presence say holy spirit like come the one answer that he answers every time holy spirit come the one question he answers every time come lord will you come And he does. And so we're dedicating today and our beta that's going on right now to getting to know the Holy Spirit. Saying, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, indwell with us. Holy Spirit, do something powerful. It doesn't have to be this grand show, but do something beautiful with us. Make a real impact. Heal us today. Be with us today. Deliver us today. Do something powerful today, Holy Spirit, that you are a blessed member of the Trinity and that we like we need you to be here with everything that we do. And so let's start where we start every Sunday, praying that the Holy Spirit be with us, empowering the preaching of His Word and then the receiving of His Word. Because even though this is a recorded video, the Holy Spirit can work through whatever he, whatever is dedicated to Him. And so let's like invite the Holy Spirit into this moment. So please pray with me. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this day. I thank you for how incredible you are. I thank you that you are everywhere, Lord, that we cannot run away from you, that we can, no matter what we do, that you are always on mission and after us. And Lord, that if we come to confess in Christ and ask for you to come, you come every time. And so come with us right now, Lord. Come to me as I'm preaching, that I could preach clearly, powerfully your presence. And Lord, for us to receive, to hear and receive and, and take something to bring with us for the rest of our lives, to live our lives in this relationship with you. Lord, please empower us to know you. Don't, don't let us forget about you. Don't let us ignore you. Also, don't let us be too hurt away from you. So I pray that you would be with us. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. So today we're talking all about being filled with the Holy Spirit. We, there's a lot of things that we could be talking about. Like, when I will pray about, or preach about healing, about deliverance from demons. Like, I, we will pray about miracles and all, I preach about all these things. But for today, we're we're talking about being filled with the Spirit because the life that Jesus left to lead the church was is a life totally empowered and filled by the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about this Spirit throughout the narrative of all of Scripture. And for some of us, that sounds like an amazing thing. We're like, yes, Lord, come. I want you to be with me. I want your filling. I want your gifts. I I want everything that you have for me, I want. And then for some of us, our first instinct is to be afraid. Like Lord, I've been hurt, or people have used your name in in bad places, or I've been made to feel like a bad Christian because I couldn't pray in tongues, or I couldn't do this, or you were always so scary. I saw the adults around me, and they're doing so so many scary things. And so, for you, the first thing I just want to preach is healing for you to, to um, receive the Holy Spirit, for you to be filled with the Spirit, to see that the, the Spirit has never hurt you. If you've been hurt, it's because of what we've done in His name, and so. Lord, come and heal those of us who need healing to be able to be with you in relationship with you. But for all of those who, uh, for us who are not in that place, Lord, today we preach about being filled with the Holy Spirit. That I think that this is one of the areas of faith that we have so overcomplicated because the question that you always answer is, Holy Spirit, will you come? And you say yes every time. The first person we see in Scripture to be filled with the Spirit, interestingly enough, is Joseph. Joseph in, uh, what was it? Genesis 41. Joseph, the spirit, uh, the Pharaoh said that the spirit was on Joseph to interpret his dreams. they <laughs> are like, wow, like Pharaoh, even this foreign king, this foreign ruler, the guy who himself called king, is like, oh, the spirit of God must be on him. And so he here he was gifted with the supernatural ability to interpret dreams, that every dream that was brought to him, he knew somehow that it wasn't, this natural understanding, or it wasn't, it didn't make sense for him to know what he knew, but the Holy Spirit on him just gave him all the knowledge to know what needed to be said, what needed to be done. The second person, super interesting, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but we're going to introduce him now. His name was Bezalel. Most of us, I think, if we were had some quiz, I think maybe one of us would have known that, and I say that because even Ann asked me about him a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot about him, but let's not talk about that. But Bezalel, this like, incredible person from Exodus 31, who God's spirit went on him and gifted him with what Tim Mackey calls creative genius to create the tabernacle so that they could worship God as, they, as Israel was wandering in the desert, even before they were a nation Israel, but when they were a people Israel, when they were wandering And we see the Spirit on every single one of the prophets, all the major and minor prophets, that they were such an interesting picture of what it meant to be filled with the Spirit that these men just lived their lives, that God came on them in some way. And they lived this life, like knowing how to navigate life, like They were always going out and praying, right? But that even in every moment, they were soaked with God's righteousness to know what what was God's will and what wasn't. They weren't perfect because they were humans, but they knew God's will and they radically chased after it. God gave some of them missions and other ones of them, there's like... Crazy things to do to teach people about the Lord, and we see that it's like the Holy Spirit is something meant to be lived in, to be lived in every circumstance of life. All of the craziness and all of the weird things that God tells us to do from time to time, the Holy Spirit should be in all of it. We see Jesus Himself at His baptism being filled with the Spirit. Always take note on what the four, what all four gospels tell about if all if a story happens in four of the four gospels it's because it's so important and every single one of the gospels record Jesus's baptism wasn't Matthew 3 Mark 1 Luke 3 John 1 every single one of them capture his baptism his immersion into that death into that symbol that sacrament that we've all been given to go and be baptized. And then at, in every single account, the Holy Spirit came on Jesus like a dove from the sky that God the Father's voice rang out. Jesus was present and the Holy Spirit descended on him. It said he looked like a dove. And John went even as far as to say that it's like this dove that went on Jesus and didn't go away. That everything that Jesus did was not because he was King Jesus or Jesus, Divine Jesus or the Word Jesus. He was always those things, but he did what he did empowered by the Holy Spirit because his life was meant for you and for me as well. I promise you, we're going to preach Second Adam theology one day. We're going to get there. And then interestingly enough, in John chapter 20, when Jesus, after his death and resurrection, he appears to the disciples, and then it says that, And then the word says this in in chapter 20, it says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them, this is Jesus, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So interesting, so like, he breathed on them. The Holy Spirit was on them from that moment. They got him truly at Pentecost. we We just celebrate in the calendar of the church, but he's like, oh, the Holy Spirit, this breath that is like uncontrollable that fills our lungs, that's everywhere. There's such this beautiful picture of God's spirit, right? Uncontrollable. We don't know where it's going. We feel it blowing on us, but we don't know why. We don't know why it's not here now, why it's here later. We don't know where he is. He's off there doing something out there. One day he'll come back, and it's like, oh, it's just all of and this, like, all of this in God's word comes together. And we're just like, God, what, what is all this for? Like, and how can we do this? How can I be filled with your Spirit? Like, Holy Spirit, I want you to come. But how can I do it? What is it all about? And today, that's what we're going to talk about because Jesus means for every single one of us to live a Holy Spirit-filled life. And so to answer these two questions, we're actually going to go back to a passage we just preached on a few weeks ago, and we're going to look at it a little differently. We're going to give it a little bit more attention. We're going to be looking at Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 18. And we're going to ask these questions about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit in, two, in, in this passage, it does three things, and we're looking at two of them. It's like, Holy Spirit, like I want you in my life, but how can we do this? And so let's read God's Word together. We're going to be reading out of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 18. And God's Word says this, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand that what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. I love that. So interesting. Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to us about this? What does a Spirit-filled and infused life look like? First, let's think about something that I think we're untrained to see. It doesn't come naturally out of this passage. It's like, Lord, what is the first thing, what is one thing that accompanies a life filled with the Holy Spirit? And we see that the first one here is wisdom. Verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. Verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Church, I think scripture over and over and over again teaches us that one of the hallmarks of a life filled by Christ is wisdom. Or, like, usually we turn wisdom into this mental process or intelligence or IQ, or just like, Lord, just help me to not mess up, which is a great thing to ask for, but wisdom is so much more, it's so much deeper. And so, Lord, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to us about being wise people? And I think we find part of that answer in Bezalel's story. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 to 5. In God's filling of Bezalel, this is what he does. This is how he teaches wisdom to his people. It says this, The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic design, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones, for setting, and in carving wood to work in every craft. From this, we see, that I think, a really working definition of wisdom throughout all of Scripture. Here, the ESV doesn't translate this as wisdom, but in other ones, it says, yeah, rightfully so, in my opinion, that he gave him wisdom. He gave Bezalel wisdom. And so here's a definition that I think is beautiful and very biblical about wisdom. Wisdom is a skill. It's a skill that we learn like any other skill. It's this thing that we practice and grow in and understand more the more that we do it, but it's this skill at taking all of the potential out of something that's very raw. Wisdom is a skill at taking the potential out of something raw. We see that in his Ephesians passage here because he's like, don't be wise, don't be unwise, be wise making the best use of your time because the days are evil. He was saying, you know, extract every bit of Jesus' potential out of your life because you're dead. You don't know how much time you have. Time is constant for all of us. No one creates more time. It's not equal in the sense that, like, I might outlive you. You might outlive me. My grandma, my grandfather's turning ninety in August, but there are a lot of people that don't even, that don't make it even anywhere near that. So." We all don't know how long our lives are going to be, but every single one of us, a minute is a minute. And so a mark of wisdom is that a Holy Spirit-filled life is that we're extracting every bit of Jesus that in our lives as we can. So like, Lord, I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to waste this season or all of my seasons. I don't want to get to a point when I'm 40 and I'm like, Lord, what have I been doing? I've been doing nothing for you or all the things that I worked for in my life have been pretty useless. I built all the wrong things. So help me, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Like actually Holy Spirit come. Teach me what you want me to do with my life. Do I need to change my job? I think the answer for that most for most of us is no. Because making the best use of our time is exactly where we are right now, but it's like, Lord, Help me to live my life for you, every single bit of it. I don't want to waste a single day. I don't want to waste a season. I don't want to waste years of my life not going after you. It's like, Lord, I'm gonna, the best use of my time is to know you, to be filled by you, to have real wisdom. Wisdom, again, is the, is the ability, the skill to extract everything of importance out of something that's very raw, like be- Bezebel, like... Bezalel, sorry, Bezalel, that he created all of this beauty for the tabernacle, for, uh, for Israel to be pointed back to God while they were wandering. Seems little to us, but that is what the Holy Spirit, the second time he's mentioned in Scripture, that's what he did for Bezalel and for Israel. and gifted this guy to take all these raw materials and make something beautiful out of it that honored God. And so that's the first mark of a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. That is a life that is extracting every bit of much of Jesus out of our lives, out of our days as we can. The days are evil, and so don't waste your time. Don't waste your life. And then the second thing is that here in Ephesians, that we're like just told to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. In the Greek here, this is like a filling. I am filled, but I am continually being filled all the time. Like, I am, Lord, fill me right now. Tomorrow, I'll come to be asked to be filled again. The next day, I'll, be come to, I'll go to you to ask to be filled again, even though I'm filled the whole time. Like, I will continually be asking the Holy Spirit come and fill my life. Be in me. Practice presence with me. When I'm walking down the street, be with me walking down the street. When I'm ministering to someone, be there talking to me, guiding my heart in everything that I do. Let's read verse 18 here. It says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you want this full teaching, go to uh, that day on our website or on our YouTube channel. But it said, here, like don't turn to alcohol. Don't depress or numb. Don't turn to what the world can give you because at best it's going to make you fall asleep. Remember right before this, he's, he, Paul is writing to Christians saying, wake up, you're asleep, wake up. And then he says here, wake up and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't put yourself back to sleep with mine. For that is the botry. The debauchery there means like a purposeless or without boundaries. He's saying like don't turn to that because that, all that is like Nothing. But be filled with the Holy Spirit, or oh, the thunder is starting right now. So like, oh Lord, please do something powerful in our lives. So instead of turning to alcohol, or, or drugs, or sex, or work, career, money, relationships, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And the best way that I have ever known to explain this is like this. I have now um, been married for seven and a half years. In December, it'll be eight years. And I've been with Anne. I've been in relationship with Anne for almost 16 years or about 16 years. That's a long time to have someone that close to you. And whenever Anne leaves for a day or for a couple of days, when she takes the kids to Florida and I can't go, uh, whenever she's gone for more than a couple of hours, like a, a significant amount of time, like, I, I devolve, I turn into a caveman, I fall apart. I honestly, it's like I met Anne when I was 18, and I consider myself a boy. And I was like, I go back to that little boy all the time whenever I'm not with her. I don't eat right, I don't sleep right. I like eat like an animal, I, start, I turn into a monster. I can't, I hardly can sleep. Like, a couple hours of sleep when Anne's not with me is, is a success. I play too much video games. I procrastinate on my work. I just have no like foundation. I have no like anchor in my life to hold me down. I, I'm not saying that this is good because I feel like I need to work on that. I need to like be better by myself, right? But this is this is what I get from that. That the relationship I have with Anne it focuses me. Her even just being her husband gives me boundaries. Good boundaries. It gives me boundaries to say no to things I know I should not have. I should not be sleeping around. I should not be partying. I should not, like, I need to mature. I need to get, I need to grow up a bit. But it also keeps me from saying yes to other good things. Things that I just can't fit in my life or that I need to prioritize and over, or, or all these different things. It, like, focuses me. It gives me boundaries. It eliminates a lot of things from my life and it, like, just focuses me on the right things or the things that I've chosen to do. And so in the same way, it's like, oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, when I am not with you, when I'm choosing to not be with you, just not have presence with you, do I feel a difference? Like Holy Spirit is a, is a person of the Trinity, not a human, but a person, a member of the Trinity, and if I'm not in this relationship with Him, where I'm talking to Him, praying to Him, asking for advice, having Him be my soundboard, thinking through ideas with, inviting Him into the things that I do, if I keep things hidden from Him, if I grieve His, if I grieve Him while I'm doing, while I know I'm doing things that are wrong, but the Holy Spirit, this is what He does when you're in a relationship with Him, is that if you know Christ, He reminds you of Christ. He points you to Christ and everything. It's like what Christ did for me, how he saved me, how he died for me, how he resurrected with me in mine, how he lived his life full of the Holy Spirit, so that I could learn to do that as well. The commitments that I've made to this Jesus, like that I that I call him my Lord, that I call him my savior, that I want to be a little Christ, which is what Christian means. It also remind, he reminds me of the commitments I've made to you, our church, to live an upstanding life, to live an honest life in front of all of you, to wrestle with Scripture, to wrestle with presence. The commitment I've made to my family, to my friends. He puts Jesus at the center of my vision, and he keeps me there. And all the while, he like actually gives me emotional, physical, Strength, spiritual strength, to chase after him day after day after day. To chase after being like Christ more tomorrow than I did today. To have this friend, this counselor, this spirit who came in my life and is in me, in my being. And I'm living every day of my life with getting to know, talking to, crying with, being angry at but being real with, more than anything else, being real and honest with. Here again, Paul's like, don't turn to alcohol. Alcohol can't do that to you. Life, anything that this world has to offer to you, you can't do that. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, come in my life and be at the center of everything that I do. That if I'm a good teacher, I don't want to teach unless I have your power to teach. I don't want to preach unless I am preaching your words and in your power, Holy Spirit, I want to pray and pray for miracles and healings. I want to pray for people's release from captivity. I want to pray demons out of people's beings. And I can't do that on my own. And so Holy Spirit, teach me how to do that. And so, in conclusion to all of this, in conclusion to like, Lord, how do I live with wisdom? this ability to extract you extract Jesus out of my whole life to take all of who I am and what I do and extract this life that like honors God that lives for God's will and then like every day going back to this lord of mine holy spirit come have a real relationship with me like actually come and talk to me move in my emotions and my heart and in my mind and the way i think like just change me. I want to be more like you. Come and talk to me. And so let's go back to where we started of being like, when I'm looking at a car and then all of a sudden I see it everywhere. Holy Spirit, I, have my, I might not have looked for you in all the areas of my life, but now teach me to do that. Teach me to be filled with your wisdom. Teach me to be filled with you. Teach me in how every part of my life I can do that in you, with you, by my side. You pushing me, you strengthening me, you teaching me, so that I can see that I have real growth at, as a follower of Christ next year than I did right now at this point. I think for so many of us, we, like, we want to grow and change, but like, year after year after year of not seeing anything happen has beaten us down that any life not lived with the Holy Spirit, I think is going to be a disappointment. It's going to be less than the abundant life that Jesus promised us. And so this week, we have no prompt questions. There's going to be no call after this. Instead, I'm I'm going to leave you with something, a homework assignment that I think is every bit more important than spending a couple minutes on a phone call together. This is the homework assignment. And and I, I want all of us to hear this and to do it. To not be like, Pedro, that's cute. You're giving us homework. Oh, that's so cute. I'm just going to pretend. I'm going to shake my head. Oh, that's really cute. I know I'm not going to do any of this. I don't want this to be like that. That if you want to know the Holy Spirit, it takes investment. It takes you caring about it. And so here's your homework assignment. Let's start off really simple. Spend 10 to 15 minutes every day this week at a time where you're most alert. So whether that be the morning or your lunch break or at night, after work, on a commute, at any point where you like, can give God honest time. And when you're really awake, and simply go to, like, remove yourself from silence, from, uh, remove yourself from noise or distractions. Put your phone away. Don't bring your phone into this time. Don't do this with the computer. Don't do this with music. But let you be alone with the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, and actually say this out loud, Holy Spirit, I invite you to talk to me. Or Holy Spirit, what do you have to say? Or Holy Spirit, what do I need to hear from you? Do this for 10 to 15 minutes. Big thunder. Do this with a pen and a piece of paper. and Then actually write down the thoughts in your head. Or the way he's moving your emotions. Or if he's bringing a song to your mind. Or if he's reminding you of an old experience, write all of this down. And for 10 to 15 minutes, write down everything that you think about. Some of them will just be you. Will plainly just be you either nervous or trying to fill up the silence or just being ridiculous. Some of it will be you. But every time we actually say, Holy Spirit, talk to me. He answers. And so write down everything because some of what you hear will be the Lord. And then year after day after day year after year you learn to hone holy spirit like i need to hear your voice i actually think that you're like this person not a human but this person that i can live with talk to and listen to and receive things from and so what is the holy spirit saying to you in person today we're going to be praying for the filling of his spirit for uh, answers to prayers we're going to be praying that He actually like does a really significant work. But that doesn't mean that us here on this call can't do the same. And so take some time, do this homework assignment, but take some time right now to pray. And ask, Lord, what are you doing in my life? How can I, how can I join in? How can I be filled by your Spirit? Because I know that's a prayer that He always answers. That if you don't give up on that prayer, the Holy Spirit will never give up on you. And so let me pray to send us off this week so that the Holy Spirit can do all these things for us and so Lord Holy Spirit I just uh, ask for you to be with us ask for you to be so real to us if we've known you in the past Lord if we've listened to you if we used to see amazing things happen Lord come again teach us again take us by the hand Lord, and if we have never done this, if we are new to the faith or have been afraid or hurt, take us by the hand and speak to us. Heal us. Lord, silence the enemy the kingdom of darkness presence in our lives. Do something powerful. Lord, we invite you into our life that we wouldn't just know the Father, that we wouldn't just know the Son, but that we would be filled with you, Holy Spirit pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, church. There's no call after service today. Uh, We miss you. We're working on being at church again in person, and until we have more information on that, uh, we love you, and we miss every single one of you. Join our MCs. Be a part of the life of this church by joining one of our MCs. All right, church. We love you. God bless. See you soon.